Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. In times like these, it's important to know who you can trust. At last, a news source that's reliably reliable, informatively informational, and never wrong. Unfortunately, you're not listening to it. Instead, you're listening to... The Chaser Report. Hello and welcome to The Chaser Report. Uh, I'm Charles Firth and with me are Nina Oyama and Dom Knight. Terrible news after terrible news Mm. about COVID, especially down in Melbourne. But the worst thing that happened during the week was that of the 3,500 people who've been told to self-isolate in the last few days, uh, 2,000 of them have said that they actually didn't isolate. So the, the, the basically two-thirds of people who have been told to self-isolate don't self-isolate when told. I mean, how selfish are these people? These people, like, they're ruining for all of us. Can't they just get a little bit of self-control and just... Do what they were told. Like, it only takes two days for the test to come back. Well, I have a confession to make. I actually got a test done and then I did not self-isolate for the required two days. So... Why? Why? Did you have essential work that you had to go to to make money? Because um, that would no, be understandable. No, I wanted to see some friends and... <laughs> And you're, you're a super to- spreader, Oyama. What are you doing? Well, okay, I've, I've got a lot of reasons for this. The first is that I'm very, I'm a very busy person, and so like I have to, you know, oh, take social life where I can. It was essential. Um, essential social life. It was an essential part. Yeah, I'm an essential socialite. So <sighs> we're not a that's podcast anymore. We're a cluster. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, but I, I do also, my other reason is that I didn't get tested because I had symptoms. I hadn't been in contact with anyone that had symptoms. I hadn't been, con- I had not been in contact with a cluster, but I was getting like a dental checkup. And so I thought the nice thing to do would be to mm. testify coronavirus. Yeah, The nice thing to do would be to break, breach all the public health orders <laughs> and put hundreds of people at risk also, just I, so that you could go and socialize. Well, that- okay. This, I didn't like go out to a bar or anything. Like we no. went to my friend's house right. and there was, which only- is where it spreads more because you're in, Enclosed. But there, were, it, there was three people there. We did social distancing. Like it was very, like I didn't hug anyone. No. We did, we foot touched to say hello. You know, I was sacrificing a lot here. Well, I think maybe. And the test came back negative. Oh, oh, thank so, God. Oh, well, then that makes it all right. Am I fired? Yes, you're fired. Go away. <laughs> I don't want to talk to you anymore. Well, coming up on the show, Dom, what do you, you got on the show today? I've got another rundown of the crazy fines people have got for breaching lockdown orders. And all I can say is, well done, Australia. Huge week. (laughs) Nina, what are you going to talk about, you betrayer of public health orders? Well, I've been spending a lot of time on TikTok, so I'm going to tell you all about what I've discovered. And I'm going to be talking about Donald Trump. But first of all, let's go to Rebecca Dana Minow with the Chaser News Headline. 
people across America dying of preventable disease in for-profit prisons where they are being detained without cause after being arrested by secret police for protesting racism have today reported that they may not actually be living in the greatest country on earth after reflecting on the situation. Experts said they would comment, but they feared reprisals by an out-of-control, pedophile, well-wishing Russian-backed president. Josh Frydenberg has defied expectations and announced that he is expecting Australia to be in a massive surplus by the end of the year. The budget update comes after the government enabled loot boxes in the latest version of the COVID Safe app. The loot boxes can be unlocked through expensive in-app purchases. The Treasurer denied that it would affect the functionality of the app because the app doesn't do anything anyway. The Herald Sun newspaper has blasted Victorian Premier Daniel Andrews for not locking down enough, leading to a second wave of the coronavirus. The Herald Sun said that Daniel Andrews should not have listened to its campaign against lockdowns when working out what to do. That's the Chaser News headlines. Thanks, Bex. Hey, Bex, are you sick of the coronavirus? Oh, yeah, I'm completely over it. It just makes me so stressed talking about it. Well, let's just stop talking about it. Good idea. Let's talk about something less depressing. From now on, we'll only talk about climate collapse, the growing use of secret police in America and the looming global conflict with China. Great idea. That'll really take my stress levels down a notch. Oh, God, our ratings are fucked. The Chaser Report. News a few days after it happens. This episode of The Chaser Report is sponsored by the year 2021. Only six months away. Charles and Nina, another very big week in the COVID-19 world. Of course, pretty scary. Um, Lots of clusters in New South Wales and in Victoria. The case count just keeps being huge. And yet, and yet people keep trying to break out of lockdown in incredibly stupid ways and getting absurdly huge fines. So it's time for another... Fine Watch. Yes, a segment where we look at what everyone is doing despite this massive pandemic. And let's uh, head to Victoria, first of all, where a man drove all the way from Werribee to the Melbourne CBD, that is 35 Ks for the non-Victorians, to buy, and I quote, a specific type of butter chicken. Yes, yes, I heard about this one. This is, uh, but, you know, I asked my son about this when this happened, and he went, well, hell yeah, it's butter chicken. That's that's worth copying a fine for. Well, the fine is one thousand six hundred and fifty-two dollars, yeah. Charles. What does that make any? <laughs> okay. I do think there is. It was like a specific yeah. butter chicken, mm, and yeah. you know when you have like a craving for like only one thing, and even if that thing is halfway across the city, yeah. I feel like you got to get it. You know. I think that there should be written into the health and safety laws. Things where, you know, if it is a specific, you know, and not just butter chicken, but, you know, mango chicken, lamb korma, if there's a specific one, then you should be allowed. There should be an exemption. Yeah, I reckon that everyone should get a hall pass. Like, you know that thing yes. where everyone gets a celebrity they're allowed to sleep with mm. um, that their partner is not allowed to worry about? Like, I feel like you should get a hall pass for, like, very specific mm. foods. For one dish. That would yeah. be a good system. If you just nominate one dish. Mm. I mean, I've gone across the city before for coffee. Mm. Um, admittedly not during a pandemic. Yeah. We shouldn't do that in Melbourne because I think every single Melbourneite within, (laughs) you know what the, the, this butter chicken guy, the the mistake he made was not being Nicole Kidman and having his own chef and getting all 
like exempted from all the fines and quarantines and everything like that because he's a massive celebrity. That was the mistake he made. Huge mistake. Yeah, it's a very common mistake. Yes. Um, I make that mistake all the time of uh, not having a chef. Yes. Oh. Although there is upside in not being um, Nicole Kidman. I mean, my face muscles can move. Now, um, <laughs> so 35Ks for that. Mm. Uh, another woman in Victoria went even further. Uh, she got busted partway through a trip of more than 100 kilometres from Melbourne to the surf coast to catch some waves. And once again, 1652 was the final. Have you ever wanted to surf that bad, Nina? Have you ever wanted to catch a catch a wave and hang 10? No, never. <laughs> Me neither. Uh, look, I think this one is also a bit unfair, which is you can't – like that is a specific exercise yeah. that that person wanted to do. Mm. And – you can't surf in Melbourne. Definitely not. You, famously not. Yeah, famously. I tried <laughs> in the Yarra and really it doesn't work out. <laughs> but even down at St Kilda, you, like, you have to go outside of Melbourne. So in some ways she was actually going to the closest place that she With could surf. do that exercise. So Yeah, the cops didn't see it that way. But yeah. it is true, Melbourne famously has shit beaches. Sorry, Melbourne. Yeah. Good laneways but shit beaches. You know, her mistake was that she, she wasn't a CEO who who loved golf? Oh, because you are allowed to travel to your nearest golf course. But you know, but the point is, you've just got to become a CEO mm. of a multinational organisation who is into golf, and then you'll be fine. Yeah, it's super easy. Guys. Yeah. just become a CEO. Yeah. Like, I, was, I don't understand uh, why everyone isn't a CEO. Yeah, and and you know, if you're not, then bloody will stay home. How is there not a chaser golf course somewhere that we can all, let's work on that. Mm. Now, I think we're okay with that woman too. So the big tick from the committee here, what about this one? Now, you know Shisha, uh, the tobacco and there's the kind of hose pipe and all that. You have it in Turkish restaurants and so on. I have dabbled in Shisha. All right. (laughs) I've had it too. It's good stuff. The apple tobacco, all that sort of stuff. Tobacco, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. tobacco. That's right. That's what we endorse here. (laughs) Um, Now, three people were caught smoking Shisha Mm. uh, early on Monday morning. They were all given fines. And the most extraordinary part of this story is that they were all in a public toilet. Let's just start with that. What? Smoking shisha in a public toilet, is that a good location for that, for that buzz? I'm going to say no as well to, to that. Everyone knows you smoke behind the toilets, not in the toilets. They, I think they had a problem with their, you know. Out the back. Yeah. <laughs> I thought, you know, you can smoke in a toilet in your house, mm. you know, just so, like, mum doesn't catch you with the shisha. That mm. makes hypothetically, sense. Yeah, 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 hypothetically. Yeah. Um, some mums are cool with shisha. I don't know your mum, but. I hope shisha it, positive. I yeah. hope it was a women's toilet because the men's to- public toilets stink. They like, do. Yeah. Maybe that's why they had to have the shisha. They have enough shisha. Yeah. Medicinal, yeah. <laughs> so another question about this. Um, it was based on a public tip-off. Someone right. rang the cops and said, uh, officer, there are people having fun. Um, mm. <laughs> is that a legit thing to do, tipping off about the shisha in the toilet? Are you a snitch or are you a concerned citizen? I feel like you're a snitch. I feel like if people yeah. were to smoke shisha in the toilet, that is their funeral because that's yeah, that yeah, can't that, be that's punishment enough. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, if you're smoking shisha in the toilet, that's all. You don't need to lose money. You've already... You're already at the bottom of your life. You know the mistake these guys made, though, smoking the shisha, was that they were Middle Eastern, and that's why somebody snitched on them. If they'd just been white Australians, then no one would have, you know, better than eyelid. That's their mistake. They should just not be Middle Eastern. Maybe the person who dubbed them in said, um, can I have some? And was knocked back. It's like, <laughs> oh, I'm calling the cops on you. All right, moving on. Uh, now, the Queensland border is closed to New South Wales, as we know, mm. but one enterprising gentleman got into a car boot 
and tried to cross the border. Busted in a random check, and uh, the cop who found him said, well, hello, buddy. <laughs> Very Queensland. Um, g'day, mate. Uh, $4,003 fine. Is that too much for entering Queensland? Oh, that's bad, isn't it? Yeah, that's a lot of money. Uh, you know what they should have done? He should have been Danny Minogue who got to skip quarantine and go into a hotel on the Gold Coast yeah. without having to go through any of the processes and didn't get any fine for it either. That's what that's what he should have done. He should have just been Danny Minogue. We all should have just been Danny Minogue. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We've always wanted everyone's wanted to be Danny Minogue here at the this Yeah, time. the Clearly inferior sibling, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, now over in WA, this is a fairly extraordinary one. So AFL football is back. The first game back with crowds happened in WA uh, between Collingwood and Geelong. Now there's no COVID over there. It's basically safe pretty much. So a 28-year-old uh, guy ran out onto the pitch and headed straight for the players. What do you think his fine was for doing that? Ooh, it would have been quite steep. Potentially, well, they haven't actually ordered it, but they're, they're, yeah. they're pushing for... A certain number. What do you reckon? Oh, I'm going to highball this one and say 50,000. <laughs> I was going to say 500. The correct amount is $50,000. Oh, you got it exactly I right. I fully guessed that as well. I haven't read that news at all. That's amazing for streaking. Well it, was it streaking or well, was it was, close? The streaking's not as bad. It was, um, I don't think, I think, it was, I think he had his clothes on. Yeah. And it he was, was just coughing was... all over everybody. <laughs> That's what it was. It was, they designated the field as an official quarantine zone. So that it was technically they were in Victoria running ground uh, and all the people in the stands were in WA. So 50 grand's what they were putting so in, for. It, wow. So actually Peter Dutton was the minister in charge of that football field. Well, no yeah. wonder. The, I'm surprised it wasn't execution. Yeah, they called it the AFL princess and no one, no one stopped him. Now, uh, not too far off the athletic. That's what he should have done. He should have called himself Ruby Princess and then he would have been allowed on the field. Through, yeah. yeah. Same with the dude in Queensland. Okay, but look, it has been, I think we'd all agree, an extraordinary week for fines. But let's finish with my absolute favourite of the week. The biggest fine and the greatest achievement in rule breaking during COVID this week is in Sydney mm-hmm. uh, where 60 people were partying at an Airbnb in Schofield. Uh, 20 people is the limit at the moment. Um, so someone called the cops. The neighbours were not happy, called the cops. They sent officers from six local area commands and the dog squad and a helicopter <laughs> to shut Whoa. down a party. Overkill, yes or no? What do you think, Nana? Yes, I'm going to say overkill. Oh, I just think, like, the, the bar has got so much higher since our day, Dom, doesn't it? Like, you know, We've had, like, the local cops from the, yeah. the, the lo- one cop shop coming down and shutting us down. Could you, yeah, could, and it, was, it wasn't even shutting us down. It was like, could you be a bit quieter? Yeah, no yeah. choppers. What's yeah. with that? <laughs> but like, I reckon, I don't know, how much were they fined? Would they find a lot? Yes, I didn't get to that. So there's more than 60 people at the party. Yeah. The cops are going for $1,000 each. Yeah, I reckon that's totally worth it because that's an anecdote that will, you know, like a thousand dollars you can you can earn back. Whereas with your book about y- the party, you can yeah. <laughs> exactly with your Corey Worthington sunglasses and the interview, it's worth it for the anecdote. Mm. Yep. Now the thing about this um, Airbnb in Schofield is that they ha- there was another out of control party the previous weekend. And I love this. The host says if there is a party, there's a $2,000 fine. So they've got sixty grand and 2000 bucks <laughs> from the host. But check this out. I actually went looking on Airbnb and I found the house. It's still available 
11 previous guests rated it as sparkling clean. Mm. Do you want to have a party in Schofields on Saturday night? Yes. We, uh, yes. Clearly, clearly it's a great suburb for parties and people throw great, great rages there. Although I'm, I'm thinking what we should do is we should definitely have a party with 60 people, but if we move it to, say, Mossman or the Eastern Suburbs or Point Piper, say, for example, then we won't actually be busted for it. That's a great idea. And the helicopters, the choppers will come down and they'll just be like, just checking you're having fun. <laughs> <laughs> the Chaser Report. Now with extra whispers. Okay, so Dom and Charles, do you know what TikTok is, right? You explained it to us before. It's some sort of newfangled kidsy video. Mm. Is it like Vine, which was there 10 years ago? That's how I'm thinking. Yeah, it. it's it's like a modern day version of Vine. It's like 15 second to one minute videos and they're usually very entertaining um, and you scroll through them on this thing called the For You page. Um, but it is mostly teenagers and sometimes they get up to pretty crazy things mm. like this. This time, the new trend on TikTok is teens. Look at this, you guys dressing up as elderly women, complete with a mask and using a fake ID to buy alcohol. One video has more than 2 million views and counting. So obviously this is illegal. We are not promoting minors using disguises to buy alcohol, okay? Every teenager in America goes, at last, the mother load. What, what do you guys think about this, this method to get booze? Oh, I think this is genius. This is genius. I mean, a lot of our friends could pass as, like, grandparents when they were young. Julian Morrow was, when he was 20, he looked 70. So I presume he was already <laughs> also, doing I presume that there'll be, like, three or four hours preparation getting dressed. Like, mm. that's actually the main activity that, that these kids are doing. They're actually, the, the alcohol at the end is probably just this afterthought, oh, yeah, we bought some alcohol. <laughs> now that we've done this, we may as well. But as a parent, you want your kids to be doing creative things like dressing up. This is genius. It's just like a way to, you know, expend their time essentially because yeah. they've got nothing to do. Yeah. Nina, look, I don't want to um, implicate myself here, but have you got any TikToks of old 40-something slobs dressing themselves up as young hot people. <laughs> I want to check that Sorry, out. Sorry, I don't think it's possible to go in the reverse direction. <laughs> oh, <shit>. Sorry <laughs> to inform. But speaking of this, did you use any creative ways to buy booze when you were younger? Yeah, well, I actually, I was thinking about it. I, I did, um, we used to buy booze when we were like 16 and 17. And the way we do is my parents bought me a suit for a funeral uh, that I had to go to, but, which included a tie and everything like that. Mm. And I would just put that on and I'm sure actually just looking back that the bartenders just knew that I was, you know, really young. But I'd put such effort into it that they, they took pity on me. I was always able to get into bars. Yeah, they were like, this child has clearly come from a funeral and is in need of a whiskey. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, Charles, when you were 17, yeah. the pimples made you look 17. I'm really sorry. But it meant that every time, you know, there was another funeral, I was like, yes, I get to buy booze. Well, so. look, I... Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. 
I was actually in Charles will back me up on this. I was a very, very boring and yes. law-abiding oh teenager. God. I was awful in yes. that respect. But the one thing that I had, and I suggest this is a hack for any teens listening, mm. uh, was that, and, and this is to my disgrace, I was quite Christian in those days. Yes. But if you're Christian, you go to church and you get some blood of Christ. And if you just keep going to multiple services during the day, you can get your buzz on by the 7 p.m. <laughs> so is that how you you did pre-drinks before a party is you just went church hopping every yeah, day? Yeah, <laughs> except that there wasn't a party. That were all the things oh. that I had. <laughs> do you think it goes both ways though? Like do you think there's anything you could dress up as a child to get free stuff for? Maybe not a child, but do you think... Is there any way you could disguise yourselves? With this face, no. But um, <laughs> I'm imagining if you could do it, you could um, you could get like half price at the movies, mm. you get cheap rides. Yeah, don't yeah. kids get free meals all the time? Yeah, yeah. At Fratelli's you get free meals if you're under 12. Oh, yeah, Use free that. pizza. Yeah, exactly. But, uh, no, I think it would have to be... That we would dress up as seniors because they, they also get lots of discounts. They do, yeah. One dollar buses and all that. I reckon, especially Dom would be able to I don't pass think off you as guys a seventy year old without need much. to dress up. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm just imagining though, wouldn't it be awesome if the if the cops developed like a squad, like Twenty One Jump Street, mm. of uh, of adults that can? That's an old show from the eighties, isn't it? Um, of, I was actually adults. rebooted. Yeah, um, was, in the two thousands about adults so. who could dress up as kids. They could catch a lot of Catholic priests that way. Oh. <laughs> Maybe that's what all those people who had parties need to do. They just need to dress up as grandmas at the parties and then the cops will be like, oh, it's just a little congregation of old nanas. <laughs> I assume yeah. that's what life in an old folks' home is actually like, like just basically boozing very, very hard yes. um, with someone to put you to bed at the end. Yeah, this, this sounds awesome. I'm going to become 75. You always were, Charles. <laughs> That's not the only inventive thing teens have been doing to distract themselves uh, from the pandemic. Sorry, can I just interrupt you, Nina? Yeah. Uh, but you basically out teen correspondent, hey? Are you so hip and youthful that uh, you, you're here to just tell us what the kids are doing, eh? Hey? Well, I'm... I. I'm 18, as everyone knows. No, I'm, I'm 26, but I spend a lot of my time on TikTok, and so I feel right, young, you yes. know. I'm like a toolie, but uh, yeah, just you're, for... Yeah, you're a lurker. ...someone on the internet. Yeah, yeah I'm a TikTok toolie. So, so do, you, do you actually participate in any of the things, or do you just watch? Oh, no, I have made a few TikTok videos, uh, um, but I always get savaged by teens because they're always like, you're too old to be here. You're past it. Yeah, and one of them said, you need to watch a makeup tutorial <laughs> because my makeup wasn't up to scratch. Charles, I think we're learning why your Chaser TikTok account has been banned. Oh, right. <laughs> too, too old. old. Get him off this platform. <laughs> Several decades too old. Fuck um, off, Grandpa. But teens have been doing other stuff on TikTok as well, um, more inventive things. So some TikTok teens have taken up this activity called randonauting. Have you guys heard of randonauting? Of course not. I'm 43 years old. Do you want to take a guess at what you think it is? Because I want to hear your thoughts and then I'll let you know what it actually is. Randonauting. I reckon it's something like you just randomly catch different forms of public transport not knowing where they'll go and you sort of, it's like astronauts for poor kids. Yeah, no, I don't have as good a suggestion as that. I um, mean, the the spirit of adventure is there, but it's not quite 
public transport given, related. Given that it's um, given that this is twenty twenty, there is a pandemic going yeah, on. Yeah, I'm imagining oh, okay. it's, oh, right. Is it like now. like it's Zoom now. bombing or something like going into uh, random video chats and something like that? No, it's more. It's closer to Charles's one. Basically, randonauting is when you go on like an app on your phone called Randonautica and you set an intention in your mind for what you want to find. Then the app gives you randomly generated coordinates, and those coordinates help you find your intention. Oh. Wait, 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 and do they do they go to those coordinates or do yeah? You so the coordinates um, they appear in your Google Maps and then you go there and you can set your intention to be like birds, but you can also set your intention to be like scary or um, inspiring. And the most famous random incident was when these teens set it to scary and then they found a dead body in a suitcase. Oh God! So it's quite it's quite a mystical. App, but then there was did also. The, did the app kill the person and put it in the suitcase? Of course it did. Yeah, right. obviously. Yeah. Um, Very realistic. But I guess would you try this? Well, not with the dead bodies in the suitcase. <laughs> no, you I, don't have to set your intention to scary. Yeah. I definitely wouldn't because if I chose a thing and then lots of teenagers uh, <laughs> turn up to the same place randonauting, they'd be very, very scared. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll give it a good world. Yeah. Is it on your phone or something that you can do it on? Yeah, you can download it on your phone and you can do it anywhere. This is not an ad for randonaut, by the way. Go and record yourself this week doing a randonaut. Okay, I'm going to do a randonaut challenge. What? And what, what should I set it as? Should I set it as scary? or happy or I like the idea of my intention is happiness. Yeah. Yeah, because that, that, I, I haven't had that in years. I've got kids. Yeah, okay, happiness. We'll give it a go. It just leads you straight into the ocean. <laughs> no, Charles will lead him straight into the bar. It'll be into a suitcase, won't it? Yeah. <laughs> I'll just sit in here for a moment and see what happens. Um, so speaking of mystical stuff, this brings me to my final TikTok story, which is about witches on TikTok. Have you heard of these this witch talk? No. 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 I think you can just assume that you've no. never heard of yeah. any of this stuff. So basically a bunch of young witches on TikTok are trying to put a hex on the moon <laughs> and everyone is really angry at them because the moon is supposed to be very powerful. So if you put a hex on the moon, that's like the worst thing you can do as a witch. Right. So is that basically like slapping God or yeah. spitting at baby Jesus or something? Yeah, pretty much. And, and what are they? Are they? Do they not like tides or something? And, and what did the moon do? Yeah. yeah well, like, what's, think, what have they got against the moon? I don't know. I think they're just bored. They're like, it's a pandemic. Like, let's put a hex on the moon. <laughs> Haven't you guys ever just run out of things to do and thought, why, why not put a hex well, on the moon? Because what twenty twenty doesn't have enough awful things already. Like the moon is retaliating. Yeah, like, I mean, like, a- how much worse can it can it get? Well, actually, supposedly the worst year in history. Check this out. It's the year five hundred and thirty six. When the sun disappeared for 18 months, it was literally pitch mm. black. This is after a volcanic eruption. So you've got to be careful about um, hexing celestial objects or they might disappear for a very long time. Well, apparently Marianne Williamson, who was a presidential candidate oh, at one point, that. so she's also a witch. Um, she's also Oprah's best friend. Mm. And she said that the witches would be better off putting a hex on Trump. So who would you put a hex on? Well, I think this whole hexing thing is bullshit. I mean, if Marianne could hex people, she would, she'd be the nominee right now. She would have hexed Joe Biden for sure. Well, maybe yeah. she's just sitting back putting a hex on Trump. Yeah, playing the long game. Yeah, yeah, I mean, if her if her hex has made the world get mired in a global pandemic, so Trump will definitely lose. I mean, possibly not worth it, but maybe it is. You know, with the all the cuts in university education, you know what I'd put a hex on? What? Hex. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> that was one for the kids. I thought you'd understand. I'm hexing you, you, you for that You've all got joke. hexed it, don't you? Yeah, I'm hexing you for that joke too. <laughs> the Chaser Report. Less news, less often.
This episode of The Chaser Report is sponsored by the year 2021. Now with more coronavirus. Guys, we haven't talked about Donald Trump for a little while. Oh, so true. So I thought it would be time to have another... Uh, this is the Donald Trump segment. Okay, so I want to talk about uh, an interview that Trump did during the week with uh, Fox News' Chris Wallace. And it is true. I, I watched the whole interview during the week. It was 40 minutes long. Um, and early on, Chris Wallace already just starts getting right into him. Um, and he actually uh, quoted Trump. He, he put to Trump... Um, quoting him about the coronavirus from a few weeks ago. I think that at some point uh, that's going to sort of just disappear. My question to you guys is if you had if you're an interview in an interview and you're Donald Trump and you had said a few weeks ago that the virus would just disappear and then the virus surged in your country how would you spin it? What would be your Talking point. I think I'd say, look, you've misunderstood. What I meant was 130,000 people would disappear. I'm yeah. right. I did it. Yeah, I think I would I would say, oh, as a grammatical error, I would say the virus would just this appear. Like it was oh, Shakespearean English. Yes, and that you had misunderstood. Yes, yeah. yeah. Well, this is, this is how Trump actually spun it. I'll be right eventually. <laughs> I will I be right eventually. You know, oh, I said no. it's going to disappear. I'll say it again. But it's going to disappear. And I'll be right. Yeah. I don't think so. Right. I don't think so. You know why it doesn't disappear? Because I've been right probably more than anybody else. Oh. So, <laughs> wow. So this is oh, the whole man. reason why you, you guys are not the US president, mm. guys, because you're not bending reality. Like, because actually, I'll tell you, the, the truth about watching this interview is you start going, oh, maybe... Maybe he will be right. Maybe it will just disappear. You know, I mean, herpes just disappeared, didn't it? Like not, HIV. Not, not from your system. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, that's the thing. I was just thinking, like, I was going to make the joke, oh, the Spanish flu disappeared from 19... Mm. But it hasn't. No. It's still here. Yeah. H1N1, it's still infecting people today. It came back as the coronavirus. Yeah. Maybe it'll never disappear. Wait, does this mean Donald Trump's never going to disappear? He's going to be there forever. <laughs> anyway, then the interview uh, talked about the mortality rate in the US. Now, how would you guys characterise the mortality rate, which is amongst the worst in the world? How would you spin it? A work in progress. Look, we've learned a lot of things. Uh, we're going to, version 2.0 is going to be much less deathy. <laughs> oh, I like that. That sounds very Trumpian as well. Well, I, I would do that. I, was, I would just lean into it and I'd say our mortality rate, it's the biggest in the world and I'm not lying about it. It is the biggest... Because, you know, that would be the one thing that he says that's actually true. Yeah, highest, highest uh-huh. tower of corpses of anywhere yeah. in the world. Nina, you are correct. You have the numbers, please? Because I heard we had the best mortality rate. Oh, no. Yeah. And what actually ended up happening, because they then had this huge fight and they, they actually cut the interview because they started arguing over pieces of paper. The, the, the Fox News guy was using the US figures done by Johns Hopkins University. And tra- Johns Hopkins University. Is that Hopkins, the correct? John, Johns, Johns Hopkins. Yeah. Johns Hopkins. What a fucking stupid name. Using Johns Hopkins University's figures. Whereas Trump didn't want the US figures. He got the figures from Europe, um, <laughs> which had excluded all these countries um, that were good at uh, the mortality rate. Hang on. So he got a different country's mortality rate yeah. and was like, this is our country. Yeah. and he said, Well, no, it, it had the US on it, but it had excluded a whole lot of countries that were doing better than the US. So it sort of made it look like the US was doing quite well on mortality rate. And, and again, you're sort of watching it going, 
Maybe he's got a point. And then you go, no, he doesn't have a point. He's just, but he he literally was going, no, we've got the best mortality rate in the world. That was that was the message he was sending out. Well, the numbers are going to go down very sharply in America immediately mm. because Trump's taken over all the number collecting. He said the CDC can't do it. All the numbers are coming to us. Yes. So as from next week, there'll be no more deaths. I know. It's going to be fine. Yeah. It's going to be great. It'll just That's disappear. True. If, you, if you can't get, if you don't get tested for coronavirus, you'll never know if you don't have it. Yeah. And if you don't have the amount of deaths, you'll never have any more deaths. I love it. I love it. Let's go back to the Chris Wallace interview. Um, Trump gets asked about his mental competence, right? And, you know, it's, it's a sort of difficult thing because it's basically you're asking the commander-in-chief of the biggest military in the world, you know, are you mentally competent? Do you have dementia? Um, And this is how Trump responded. Let's take a test. Let's take a test right now. Let's go down. Joe and I will take a test. Let him take the same test that I took. Incidentally, I took the test too when I heard that you passed it. Yeah, how did it's you do it? Har- well, it's not the hardest test. No, but the it last... There's a picture and it says, what's that? And it's an elephant. No, no, no. You see, that's all misrepresentation. Well, that's what it was on the web. It's all misrepresentation. Because, yes, the first few questions are easy. But I'll bet you couldn't even answer the last five questions. I'll bet you couldn't. They get very hard, the last five well, questions. Well, one of them was count back from 100 by 7. And let me tell you. You couldn't answer. <laughs> Did you hear that guy yeah. in the background? Yeah, no, let's just do it again. He's saying he's saying ninety three. An advisor to Trump. He's actually telling Trump the answer. You ninety three. You can hear him saying ninety three to Trump. I think we found the elephants in the room. <laughs> anyway, so I thought um, we should go through this test and actually work out. Um, you know, whether the last five questions are really hard. Actually, yeah. I'll just give you a few questions from the test first just to warm you up before right. we get to the really hard last five questions. So uh, the first one is um, what is the similarity between these two things? So, you know, like if I say banana and orange, then you'd answer fruit is the – so train and bicycle, what's the similarity there? They're transport. Correct. Well done. This is a hard. I was going to say ninety three as a joke, and then I, <laughs> and then you didn't want to be ruled like, Yeah, I don't want anyone to take me away for having dementia. I'm too young to have dementia. Okay, so. Dom. Yeah. Watch and ruler. Watch and ruler. Yeah. Um. What's the similarity? Um. They're both objects. Is it that uh, they're measuring? Yeah, devices? they're measuring. Oh dear, I've, I've got dementia. Because <laughs> you know the you know the test is because the actual guy who invented it said it's not a test that you can ace or not ace. If you get one question wrong, we take away your driver's license. <laughs> <laughs> Here's my driver's license. <laughs> Good luck getting home, Dom. <laughs> okay, we'll, we'll go to the last five questions because they are the ones that D- Donald Trump claims are the hardest. Okay, the first, the the, the fifth last question is, what month? Is it? Like right now. Hang on, yeah. that's a very tough question in 2020. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's, it's COVIDness. I love how you're padding as you <laughs> look it up on your phone. What month is it? I feel like it's July. Correct. But I don't know for sure. Yeah, these are not trick questions. This is the this is the actual last five questions. What year is it? It's obviously 2020, the worst year in the history of fucking years. <laughs> Correct. You're acing it. You're, you're Donald Trump level of mental competence. Thank the next, you. The, the third last question is what place are you in at the moment? What, what Where are you at the moment? What, like physically? Yeah, or? physically. Existential dread. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the last question, the hardest question in the test, the one that Donald Trump claims he aced, what city are you in right now? 93. <laughs> <laughs> the Chaser Report. News you can't trust. 
This episode of The Chase Report is sponsored by the year 2021, and you thought 2020 was bad. That's the end of the show. Oh, wait a minute. We've got some breaking news headlines from Rebecca Dayunamuno. Researchers at the CSIRO have announced they have developed a new SCOMO holiday index to better predict pending disasters. The decision comes after the Prime Minister went to Hawaii at the beginning of the bushfires and then took a week off just as the second wave of the pandemic hit. Researchers say the next time Scott Morrison goes on holidays, they expect Australia will face a zombie apocalypse. I was surprised by that. Thanks. Yeah. Can't you read the piece of paper where it says late breaking update from Rebecca? Anyway, well, I just thought that maybe sometimes, you know, it doesn't always necessarily. Well, it does. Yeah. Okay. 15 nil so far. <laughs> uh, anyway, that's uh, it for us. Check us out online at chaser.com.au. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And Nina, have you looked us up on TikTok yet? No, not yet. Well, we're at chaser.com.au on TikTok. She goes on it to find younger people to laugh at. <laughs> I don't us. go to find younger people. I just, they come up on my feed. Sure, sure, Nina. <laughs> Search for The Chaser Report in your podcast app. Remember to hit subscribe and also please remember to review it with a five-star review. And, by the way, code word for this week is potato. Put it in your review. (laughs) Thanks to our producer, Mike Liberali. And we're going to leave you with a very special uh, preview of – because The Bachelor in Paradise uh, launched this week. Yeah, it did. But um, I'll tell you what, it's – very different to last year's version. Get ready for a wet and wild summer with Bachelor in Lockdown 2020. Ten sexy singles trapped in their own homes due to COVID-19. Getting it on via Zoom. Who will find love? I came here for Kieran from The Bachelorette Season 5 and I'm so excited to finally see his face through a screen. Even though I've sort of already been doing that by stalking his Instagram. Who will meet their future husband or wife? Um, I only signed up for this show... Because I thought we were going to an island. Who will get naked? I've been depression eating ice cream for the last few weeks, so I do have a bit of a dad bod. And who will get it on? We were, like, chatting and flirting, and he started taking off his shirt. And then his NBN connection cut out. Find out on The Bachelor in Lockdown. You have heaps of spare time now, so what else are you going to do? Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.